somewhere that you are distrustful of bankers. Oh, yeah. They're, they're I the, am, they're, too. But they're what? the biggest criminals on the planet. You go high enough up, they're literally counterfeiting money. I, just I'm distrustful it. of money. I don't even, you know, it's just... I, I just find it hilarious that, like, I just love that thing how we all work all week. And then when you're done, you just get this piece of paper with, like, numbers on it. And then you go down and you hand it to these guys who are some of the biggest criminals ever. We're too big to fail. You deal with it. You pay our tab. Like, these absolute gangsters. And just still, throughout all of it, you just hand it to them. These guys who gave, like, homeless people well, half a million dollar loans for houses. Step, let's say you don't give them the piece of paper with the numbers on it. I still don't trust it. I don't trust the piece of paper with the numbers on it. That right, that equals my work. It's a belief system. Welcome back to episode 81 of the Alpha Male Buddhist from Brooklyn podcast. I'm your host, Miguel. Today on the podcast, we're going to listen to some clips from comedian Bill Burr out of Boston, Massachusetts. And he's an A-lister comedian in Hollywood. He's a really, really funny guy. One of my favorite comedians. And everything that you hear uh, on the show today is going to be fair use Creative Commons license. The other day, last weekend actually, I was uh, on the train riding and I'm flipping through my phone. I'm on YouTube and I see a little clip that says, Sarah Silverman, Bill Burr, Awkward Interview. So it kind of piqued my interest and I clicked on it. And basically what it is, is Sarah Silverman, she's like a B, B comedian, B or C comedian. She's really not funny at all. She thinks she's an A-lister. And not like I said, not funny at all. She thinks she's cute. And she has this show, I think it's called I Love You or something ridiculous. So I've never heard of it before. So long story short, you know, she proceeds to introduce her guest, Bill Burr. And she goes, oh, our guest today is Bill Burr. You know, he's like my brother. I hate him. And, you know, I love him. And it's just a weird introduction, you know. He doesn't listen or whatever. Like she's trying to put him in his place. She's trying to weave this web on him. So Burr is just sitting there looking at her, and when she finishes, he looked at her like su- su- like he's surprised and like he's getting ready to get up and walk out. And he goes, I thought you were my friend. You know, you're here berating me, telling me that, you know, I'm, I'm a douchebag, whatever. <laughs> it's pretty funny. You have, to, you have to listen. And, you know, she tries to play her way out of it, and it's, it's pretty hilarious. You can, you can just see that Bill Burr is punching holes in her shit. You know, he's just ripping her while being funny doing it, being hilarious, the way in his inimitable style. I mean, that's, that's Burr, you know, he, he's funny and speaks truth and, you know, wraps it all in a, in a comedic package. You know, the guy speaks truth. He speaks about the banking system and different truths and, and, uh, you know, how they're trying to put us under control system. And he, and he's not joking about it. He's serious about it. And, and in many instances, you see him being interviewed in different forums, in the mainstream media and, and the interviewers, they begin to cringe as he speaks his truth. You know, they laugh like he's stupid or whatever, but my man, Bill Burr brings it, man. He's legit. Really support him, man. Really, really support him because we need more people like him to step up. And I think when people see someone like him, an A-lister, stepping up and speaking truth, it kind of gives them the courage to stand up too. He's a smart dude. You know, he plays the, you know, I'm a dumb guy, you know, you Lunch bag, toting construction. You know, he gives that persona, but the dude, the dude's a smart guy, man. He, he, you know, I can't give him enough credit and enough praise, man. Bill Burr really is is for the working man. So again, I've won on enough here. 
we're going to listen to some clips of him speaking about the system and things that are going on. And he gets into some really good topics as far as getting out of debt and uh, the illusionary banking system that we have, how they just create money and, you know, criminal gangsters. I don't want to get into it too much because he's actually going to get into it and uh, express it so you can, you know, hear his point of view. In, in a funny way, I mean, he's entertaining while he does it, which is which is great. We need more people like that. Yeah, and I'm going to put a little commentary here and there, but this is going to be, you know, some clips of Bill Burr, and uh, let's get into it. It, it. Whenever I travel and do gigs overseas, I just... What, what would you like, get paid in know, barley and flour? Gold. I want the gold standard. <laughs> yeah, you know what? That's better, actually. That barley would be a good flour. mix. Barley, flour, and some gold. <laughs> what you really want is silver. You're not going to give somebody... <laughs> you don't give somebody gold for a sandwich. You give, you give them some silver. That's worth like 20 bucks. Right. <laughs> Um, all right, going back to money, let's talk about money a little bit. Well, just the idea, like when I go overseas and do shows and I have dollars on me and I, I run out of like whatever the currency is there and I, oh, sorry, I only have dollars. They don't even want them. And it just right. makes you feel how useless and meaningless this stuff is because once you leave, once you leave Yeah, the they bubble, don't believe in that God. Right. They don't believe in that. They believe in their God, which right. has their guys on well, it. No, but this is, it's dollars. It's, you right. Buy, I work for this. It's good. I would love to talk to somebody in Europe. Like, what was what was it like when you went from like Deutschmarks to euros or fra- francs, francs, however you say it, to, right. to euros or whatever? Like, I don't even know who's who's on it and who isn't. I know uh, England still has the pound, right. but like, what that was like, you know, when you had that old pair of golf pants in the back where you got a twenty dollar bill with your guys on it, you yeah, know, yeah. and then all of a sudden it's the euro. Um, I mean, I don't believe in all of that, that that helps the economy. I I just believe that that helps the banks Mm -hmm. sew up more territory. It helps people at the top do business more. I read a book recently where, you know, just the way that we approached Japan and they didn't want to deal with the outside world Mm -hmm. and how we just were like, no, you're going to deal with us and you're going to trade with us. or we're going to come back and basically start shooting cannonballs at you. It's just like the the fucking arrogance the fucking right. arrogance of it was is just it was one of those things that, you know, I read books and occasionally and I immediately forget everything in them. But every once in a while, there's something that stands out. And the, the fucking arrogance of that, I just couldn't get I couldn't get past it. Well, what, what do you make of when people say, oh, China owns us? They, uh, that doesn't translate into anything for me. Uh, what do you mean China? They bought up our debt. On, 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 on paper. But there's one of those things where. uh I, I think that that was uh, golden handcuffs where now they got drawn into our horrific financial mistakes. And I think that's all part of some sort of brilliant plan uh-huh. to suck them into our economy and get everybody with the money with the same guy's face on it. They'll probably have uh, George Washington on the front and one of their, their guys on the back. And that'll be the big battle. How come we're on the back? And then the philosophers can be like, well, there's really no front and back if you look at it. It just <laughs> depends on where you're standing. Right, right. <laughs> But it doesn't mean anything for guys like you and me, right? We're just the... Oh, I think it does. I think that would be a major shift if if all of a sudden... Um, you know, I have empathy for all these countries that we occupy. And we sit there and we say that we're bringing them freedom and stuff. And, it, and even if that is just what we're doing, which I never believe in, I think... Mm-hmm. Like, I saw how much they gave a shit about people in New Orleans. I saw how much they give a shit about people who got screwed by bankers and are upside down in houses right now that they'll never get out from underneath. I saw how much they care. And this is allegedly their own people. Mm -hmm. There's no way they give a shit 
about anybody. It always comes down to like it's a strategic point to put an army or there's some sort of fluid in the ground that we want or some sort of trees we want to cut down. It's, it's an energy thing. It's a power thing. It's a strategic thing. And then they just dress it all up with like, you know, sure, we just can't stand <laughs> that you want to start a death metal band yeah. in that country and your your dictator won't allow you to do it. You know? Right. Yeah. It's never genuine, but they can't they can't be that honest. Right. And they can't be that honest without make and make it go smoothly. They can't say, hey, we're here to take what's yours. Well, because they need regular people behind to them. fight the war. Right. Because they need... they're not going to go and do it. So what they have to do is, is give this righteous re- They have to have a right, good reason right. for doing it. And who knows? Maybe they actually believe it. But um, I, I don't know, man. I mean, you, you go into the average comedy club and there's all kinds of schemes and crap going on. Sure. It's just like, the, the, I just, I don't feel like you get to it. Like, I love how people like... People who aren't into conspiracy. First of all, the first thing they do when you say you're into conspiracy, they think, oh, you think there's flying saucers yeah. and aliens and all that. Like, oh, they make you out to be crazy. For, right. For, crazy. Yeah. And I always just say, well, this country came about through a conspiracy. That's right. how it came about. People conspired. And if, if they lost, they would have been hung for being a traitor. Sure. But we won. So now they're heroes. And but, I think there's an effort, Bill, to make people. I think there's an effort coming from the top to, to say, hey, if you hear about conspiracy, they're crazy. I think that that's I think, they, they're, they're, I think that's a conspiracy right there. I think. Well, I would actually argue that it's more. You 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 are defined by your. Uh, Beliefs. No, you're defined by the least of you. It's like Jerry Springer. Jerry Springer's show has the worst example of every cross section of <laughs> whatever you're going to do. The Southern man, the African American. The, the the Asian whoever it's just it's never gonna be a good thing and and I feel like with with like conspiracy theorists you're gonna be defined by those people like that that character Mel Gibson played in that movie where he drove the cab and he had right. all the, all the conspiracies. But do you think that there's there's a reason there are people behind that to try and be like look if anybody starts telling you things aren't the way they are. Look at these guys. Look at these examples right. we put forward for you. I, no, I, and I also think conspiracy theorists are annoying. Like, it's like you're having a good day, and yeah. then they come along, they tell you that the money isn't worth anything, saying how the sun is burning out, the polar ice caps are coming down, and, and you know, the bushes are buying up land in South America. It's all on aquifers. And, right. But at some like, point, you I have, have to take a break. Yeah, but you have to hear it too, right? You can't just shut it all out. Otherwise... You're just living mindlessly, and you're like, I am living a good life. You're not. Be quiet, be you, quiet. You're not, you know? you're not living mindlessly. I don't feel you are because I, I think that it is um, It's set up to – It's we're just – this is our destiny. It's we're, just we're, whatever we're, it is it We're is. staring it into the sun. You don't think it, we should fight, fight for a better destiny or um, try and control the one we have? Uh, yeah, no, no. I would never say don't do that, but that's not my lot in life. Like, I'm not a. Uh, I don't know how to organize something like that. All, All right. I know is how to read about this stuff, get informed on it, and then you like it makes you overwhelmingly depressed. Mm-hmm. You try to talk to people about it. Oh, are you one of them conspiracy theorists? Yeah, what's going on on Saturn? And you're talking about <laughs> banks. And um, so what I did was I just look. I educated myself as much as I could to. Whatever the game was playing where, you know, like I bought a house and I have a mortgage. Okay. Now I could go out and buy a bunch of flat screen TVs and and widgets and all that crap. And I don't, I don't have a dining room table. 
I have, I drive a seven year old hybrid and all I do every month is I knock the principal down because I educated to myself about how they front end load the interest and how if I took, actually took 30 years, I would pay two and a half times the loan price and with the taxes and the maintenance and all that, I would be lucky if I broke even. And by the time I pay it off, I'm in the final third of my life when the kidneys go or whatever and then I have the I'm into conspiracy theory, not like, if you had a pack of firecrackers in your back pocket, would it blow half your ass off? <laughs> then they get a mannequin, and then yeah, they light it. Say, I don't give a shit. I'm more they, like into the Rothschild family, the Illuminati. Yeah, I'm, in, they, I'm into that. But they do some of that stuff. Like uh, oh, one, of, one of the most recent episodes that I saw was they, they, you know, they went against all the guys that say the moon landing didn't exist. So they tried to recreate. I would watch that. Dude, it was a really good episode. It was on uh, so just did, the other day. Did it happen? Just, of course. What do you mean, of course? Of course the moon landing happened. Bill, it happened. Jesus Christ. Can I ask you a question? First of all, Joe, you don't work at NASA, so you just shut up. Bill, neither do you. I know I don't. Are you actually opposing the concept that the moon landing possibly didn't happen? I'm, I'm, I know, I'm asking it. I'm just asking a question. You know it happened, Bill. Do you, are you one of the people that think 9-11 could have been an inside job? Are yeah. You one of, oh, for Christ's sakes. All yeah. right. All right. I just want to know where I stand with you. That's all. Absolutely. Are you one of those guys who just watches TV and just feels like they're just telling you the truth? Oh, you're right, Bill. They got me brainwashed, man. I'm not saying that. <laughs> oh, I don't like how he can be this pompous ass. Like, are you one of those people? Blah, 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 blah. Like, you're on fucking Fox News. I just... Joe, you don't read. I've, I spent a week with you. You don't do anything. Neither do you, Bill. I know. Well, stop fucking acting like you're above me. You're just I, as fucking stupid as I am. I think... I think I'm just going to fucking throw I this at you. I think certain... Certain theories are are more ludicrous than others. I think 9-11 being an inside job is ludicrous. I think it's ludicrous. It's good, right? Yeah. I'm not related to my next guest, but we fight like siblings. Please welcome brilliant comedian who I love to pieces, but who makes me fucking crazy, Bill Burr. <laughs> Great. No, we love each other. But you have to, we always fight. We fight it's often. Cause, no, because I go on stage and then you try to correct my jokes. I don't try to correct yeah, you your do. jokes you're like, sometimes. But what if you said if the woman did this because of this? And that you only, was you one only... time, but, and I admit I was a, being aggressive. Micro. It was a micro, microaggression. Microaggressive, yeah. Sometimes I read interviews with you and you talk about everything you hate and if you added it all up, you would get me. But somehow we love each other. Am I correct in saying that? I think that you love me. Because every time we fight, as I'm driving home, I get a text from you that says, you know I love you, right? And I go, yeah, I love you that, too. That isn't me. <laughs> I've, never, I've never said, you know I... Are you, you fucking know, serious? Well, my memory isn't good, but oh. I don't remember doing that. I'll show you. I, well, you save I them? can't believe you're... No, texts just exist. Yeah, I, I press save on my text. What kind of phone do you have? No, I, I like delete them after a while. What are you saving it for? You delete texts? Yeah. Oh, I never do because all our friends die and then it's all you have left. <laughs> How many have you had? Die? I'm up, I kind of I have a huge a, list. I'm I, 30. I 30. Yeah. Get something funny out of that. That's what you do. I'm not good at that. I'm not good in the mom. All right. I do like you. And I just, I always feel like you're frustrated with me. I fucking love you. 
Look at my Sometimes posture right now. I'm like, I'm as far over into this chair as I can possibly be. I just feel like kind of came here to hang out and have a good time. And you just like, <laughs> like that intro was just like, yeah. It was I just thought so, you'd like that. I fucking hate this guy. He's a douchebag, but he came down here. I mean, that's how I heard it. <laughs> I think that's how you hear a lot of things. You ever hear this? If it's hysterical, it's historical. So I think like, Things trigger you, make you fucking crazy. And it maybe means something like it comes from something from your childhood or something, like the taking time bomb that your dad was, or things like that that were out of your control. And you don't like feeling out of control or t people telling you what to do. That's my theory. This, feels this like is a, so this feels uncomfortable like, for it you. It feels I like love an it. emotional intervention. All right. <laughs> No, I tr I'm trying to be, uh, no, my big thing, the only thing I'm really working on in my life is I'm trying not to, to snap as much. Like, it's, it's like, uh, I just have a fucking temper, man, and I, I don't know how to, like, it's just my natural. I'm driving over here, I snapped like five times. This guy had the audacity to slow down and make a right onto the street he wanted to go onto. And all of a sudden, I just found myself just going like, oh, what the fuck, really, really? Fucking asshole, Get, just go, like, why? How do, why do you turn so slow? And then I, I talk myself out of it. It's like, he probably lives on that street, Bill. Yeah. His kids could be playing out in the yard. So I've gotten to the point where I still snap, but I, I sort of talk to myself afterwards. So I don't know if that's better or if I'm slowly going insane. But the one thing I would say we, uh, that is a trait, we both, I don't like to be told what to do. No. My instinct is always fuck you, a little bit. Yeah, my instinct is fuck this. But like I do I, like I, to... I walk out. Like, I went to... This is so embarrassing. I went to a, uh, some place... I was some, some fucking airport, and I was... I can't even remember what I ordered. It was some avocado toast with, like, salmon on it or some shit, right? So I order it, and I'm standing there for, like, 15 fucking minutes, and I'm watching these, like, one person's making it, and then they, I, they just, like, gave up, and then somebody else came over. <laughs> and it's, like, forever, and I'm just standing there... And she got mad at me, and she starts saying all this. We have to put it through the toaster, like, two times. We have to get the avocado out. She started, like, breaking the thing down. <laughs> and I was standing there. I got so mad. I'd already paid for it. And a banana. And I just said, fuck this. I just walked away, still hungry. And then I ate the banana, and it was overripe, and it was all mushy. And I threw it out. It was, like, 17 bucks down the tubes. And I just remember, I'd rather be fucking hungry than, than have one more fucking interaction with somebody that described to me how to make salmon avocado toast and, and act like they were, they were pouring the foundation of a fucking house. And it's just like, I, have, I fucking hate people. I fucking hate people that hate their job. And I, especially a shit job. And it's like, it's just like, this is why you're fucking here. I had this job. I, I fucking crushed it. I crushed it. I was a dishwasher. I did, was a cook. I did all of this shit. I fucking crushed it. I'm not saying this is the only skill this person fucking has, but it's just like, if you're not going to try at this because you think you, you're, you deserve a better fucking job, when you get that, you're going to be an arrogant ass and you're not going to be fun to work for. I thought all of that over fucking avocado toast. I think that we're not so different, but I could be wrong. You feel that I feel I've got you figured out, and I you're just right. Think, I just think you like me. <laughs>
I do like You me. like me, but we can be different, still like each other. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, I like to, I don't like being told what to do, but I do like changing with the times or something. I don't really resist that. I feel like you resist that a little more, but ultimately you do change with the times. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You thought I was wrapping it up. I fucking ripped another. No, I, I feel like with you, there's this person you want me to be. So you, you keep telling me that I'm this fucking guy that I'm not. Who's the guy you think I think you are? I, I don't know. I don't know who sent you those texts. I'm gonna fucking post them. No, I won't. Okay. I'm, I remember driving home and you being like, you know I love you. And I was like, I love you too. Does not ring a bell at all. When the way you just did it, it did. <laughs> this was one of my favorite interviews. I had a great time. That can't uh, be I, true. Oh, I liked how weird it got. Oh, good. Yeah. Well, all right. How about this for weird? Thank you, Bill Burr, for coming on my show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right, well, that is our show. Thank you to Bill Burr, Anthony Tamanick, and Will Farrell. Look, America, I, um... I know I always say I love you at the end, but to be honest, in the beginning, it was like a joke. It was a bet I had with my buddies, and then I really fell in love with you. <laughs> it's so fucking intrusive and creepy. And it's these, unacceptable yeah, is what yeah, it is. And the, unacceptable. And these fucking people, they just roll with this whole thing. You wait, I'm telling you, dude, in fucking 20 years, they're going to have drones, armed drones in the sky. Just hovering over every fucking neighborhood. And if anybody, we're all going to be microchipped. I mean, maybe not in our lifetime, but that's what the fuck they're going towards. And they like, want a microchip, I heard. Totally. Yeah. Totally, because since the beginning of time, fucking sociopaths have been trying to take over the world. They just didn't have big a big enough army. <laughs> and they would always get... They <laughs> that's get, true. They'd get too stretched out. That's And then they get their fucking asses kicked, and then it, it goes back. But if you get... The right technology, and you like the technology exists right now, that if you got enough psychos on board to link arms that run enough nations, you could easily, easily run. If everybody was microchipped and money doesn't exist anymore, you need money for uh, for a revolution, and then you also need like you know secrecy, secrecy and that type of thing. So if they're already listening to your phone calls and they're reading your fucking emails and they got cameras on every goddamn corner and your microchip, the second they even think you're a fucking problem, they just shut off your, your chip and you're broke. Yeah. And then you're just this crazy homeless guy in the subway. Revolution over before you even fired a shot. Or they just have the drone come in. Right? Just fucking take you out and whoever's sitting next to you, guilty by uh, association, <laughs> yeah. it's fucking over. That would be brutal, man. If there was, if they, I mean, I, I don't think it, they could organize it in our lifetime, or maybe even in the next. But it, I think that that could ultimately we're, be we're, coming. We are. Uh, this is the thing: is the, the 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 fatal flaw with human beings. I feel is that big-hearted, honest people do not pursue power. It doesn't interest them. They're just nice people, uh, that's and true. I I really just think in general that. Uh, Either there's either some sort of character flaw that so many of these people fucking have that they they gotta it's a they, yeah. they gotta like or you're just out of your fucking mind. It's a sociopathic narcissistic thing, you know, to do that to want to. Let me that. ask you this too: to want to do you that, ever? You know what I mean? I would love to help people, but I would never want to be leader. <laughs> like, no, I would. You know, I'll join some shit if if it's a Why good be a fucking fuck, cause. Yeah. Like I don't want to be like. Uh, 
you know, this is what we should do. This is the direction we're going in. And fucking like those people who like try to implement new laws that are fucking advantageous towards whatever fucking horse shit they're trying to slide through Congress or whatever. I mean, I just think um, just in general, like I don't understand how people go in with half of these fucking corporate companies and just knowing that, hey, this shit's all made in a sweatshop. Yeah, why? that's, that's actually a okay really good it. point. It's like, why would you want to do it? Why would you want that job? Even why would you want to be president? Why would you want that? There, there is something there that like you, you either, don't want to sit in traffic. Like, you know what it is? Is you want people to play trumpets when you walk in a room. Like, that's how fucked up you are. Da -da -ba -da -da -ba -da. Every time you walk in. Can you imagine that shit? Yeah. You landed in a helicopter looking down at everybody in traffic, right? Dude, I think the idea of a king is one of the most hilarious. I think the fact that there are still kings in this fucking world is one of that the... That there was ever a it's king. The it, it's and, one that, of, and that you wore a crown is dude, the funniest shit Dude, it's one of the funniest ever. shit. The, the fact that you sit in your throne next to the queen and some juggler, your their life is in... It's one of the funniest things. And here's another thing, too, is that people, like like, believed in it. Like there was something like the way that he wiped his ass was somehow royal. <laughs> look, look, <laughs> look, I know there's morons. I'm a moron. Like that's another reason why. I mean, I shouldn't even be acting like I could run shit, but I just feel like, uh, I don't know. Like they, I think really decent people and honest people, they don't have the stomach to hang in there for the fucking knife fight that really trying to get to any sort of level of power. It's just this shit. Like you see it, you see it on their face, like Hillary like, she's been to fucking, we can't hurt her. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, she's, every fucking comment ever has been said about her. They just, they got this fucking resolve. Yeah. And what kills me, dude, is they're going after a job that, like, president pays 400 grand a year. That's it. Yeah, it's crazy. It costs tens of millions, hundreds of millions of dollars to get it. And they felt, why do they do that? And then when they all come out, they're all multimillionaires. He made a lot of money in the private sector. It's complete <laughs> horseshit. Yeah. It's completely. It's fucking bullshit. Yeah, he's, I, I'm, I did a bit on that, um. Night of Too Many Stars, I did that whole bit about the president, how the president should have fuck you money rather than just making 400 grand a year. And yeah. so he could actually sit back and be like, yeah, I'm not doing that. And maybe he could actually make decisions that were good for regular people it's rather a, than It's an owing... insulting pay. It's an insulting pay for that job. Dude, that's what that guy makes. And this is the thing. If you look <laughs> at the, the Senate, the senators and the congressmen, they make like 200-something grand. Dude, they're that's bookies. It. They're bookies that make fucking 400 grand. Dude, there's guitar act <laughs> comedians that make more money than a senator. It's a fucking joke. I'm not shitting on Guitar X, but I'm just saying somebody, Guitar X sell tickets though. It, it, it really is a joke. Yeah. It's a fucking joke, dude. Yeah. Like if once you start like, you know, if you do enough dates and you're selling tickets, you could actually go to the White House and look at Obama going like, I'm making more money than this guy. I make more money a year than this fuck. This doesn't make any, it makes no, dude, they're set up yeah. to be bribed. Yeah. They're bought and paid poor before they ever fucking get in there. So that's why I don't even I don't even pay attention to it. If anybody says liberal or conservative or conspiracy theory, I just shut down from the conversation. I'm just like, you're a mouth-breathing moron. I don't want to talk to you. Yeah. No, me too. Yeah. Anybody who looks at that shit and actually thinks the that, fact that, 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 that the country is moving in a certain direction because <laughs> this one guy that they go, da, 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 when he comes walking out, like he's actually dictating the course of the country. That is it's so just true. the stupidest it's, thing. That is, it's the truest thing you're saying. And the fact that oh, President Obama, the president of our country could sit down with a higher up at GE and the guy makes fucking double his money. Is, Obama, it's a don't joke. worry, don't worry. Dude, I got it. I got it. Let me pay for this. Yeah. They go out to sushi. <laughs> TGI Fridays. How, how has your relationship to money changed since you're now making money? Um, I try to, I try to remain debt free. 
So um, there's no 401k for a comedian. So I try and I, I'm not into the stock market. I'm not into banks. Mm-hmm. I mean, I play the game sort of required to put a certain amount into the 401k and then I just put it on the crap table. Right. Um, but my philosophies when, when I was investing was like, all right, I want to invest in companies that are getting tangible stuff. Like mm-hmm. that whole pets.com crap. Like I never bought into that, but if like you were like, uh, you've had a gold mine and you were digging for gold or you, you know, you, you, some sort of agriculture, it just seemed like it was a, you could t- you know, whatever. It was something real. It wasn't in the air and, or a philosophy. But then after a while, I just was kind of going, all right, so I'm investing in this, we'll just say the gold, you know, uh, the miner thing, right, company. I'm like, at the end of it, I don't get any gold. So this is stupid. So then I was, wanted to have something tangible. So, like, to me, it was obvious. It's like, buy a house. So I bought a house, and then I'm just, I've just paid it down like an absolute madman. And, um, you know, it's very sparsely furnished. Um, and, but like the freedom I have of, you know, not having credit card debt because I've lived like that and had it hanging over my head and it used to wake me up at night and it was awful and people would call and where's our money and all that. And I, I hated it. And something my brother told me a long time ago, he goes, you know what? We were working at the same place. And we're looking out over this sea of cubicles, and he was just breaking it down. Like all these guys, like would working in the warehouse, and then then they would get a position. I want a position, and then they would move out to the carpeted cubicle area, and they buy their little, you know, shirt and tie. And my brother would be like, "What's the first thing that they do?" And I was like, "You know what?" And he goes, "They go out and they buy a new car." And it's like now you just change yourself to your desk. You can't you can't leave. And then he goes, and then also the average shithead gets a dollar an hour raise and they immediately start spending $2 more an hour. So they're just constantly chasing it and you're just behind the eight ball. I mean, you're just completely fucked. You know, if nobody teaches you those things or tells you those things, it's like through student loans and a couple of credit cards and getting yourself some transportation. Like, these kids today are so far behind the eight ball. Like, like the amount of money that they, they charge for college to go into this job market with no guarantee of any sort of a job, it's a fucking ripoff. It's like a if, scam, if, yeah. if, I, if I had a kid, I'd be like, look, this is the way to do it. Go two years to a junior college, you know, pay a you know, couple thousand for the year mm-hmm. rather than 30, 40, 50 or whatever, and then transfer to the place that you want to have on your diploma and only pay two years. You get it for half cost right there. Yeah. And you're, you're better off to like, I think you're just even better off just going to vocational school. You're better off meeting a bunch of smart, motivated people, your age that share a vision and you guys try to start something. Yeah. You're, you're, you're better off doing that than going two years of a language (laughs) major in this, you know, being an intern here. Um, not totally shitting on, I'm not trying to depress anybody that's, that's on that track, but like I have empathy for that. But anyway, so I did that and I resent it. I think right. it, was, it was just a terrible waste of my money. It was right. my brother also told me a great thing because he's always been great with money. And he said, you know what true wealth is? It says going into a mall, being able to buy anything and then you don't and you just walk out. And like those are the like the lessons that, you know, st- stuck with me. It's why I drive a Prius. I mean, part of it, the reason why I did the Prius is because I fly every other weekend. I've literally put my own hole in the ozone layer. So I had to do something. And I saw enough people in these flashy cars 
you know, you got a car that can go 180 miles an hour and you're in bumper to bumper traffic with me. So um, I would rather, you know, I have one TV. People always give me shit. It's not big enough for my living room because it's the one that I had when I had a, a one-bedroom apartment. But it's, it's paid for, and it, it fucking works. What am I supposed to do? Throw it out? So, like, those are, those are the things, like, you know, but because I've done that, like, today, I don't have to work. I can go play drums and go see a movie. Yeah. And if you're, if you're young and you're listening to this, I implore you to go down that road because if you could tell from the last hour i am not the brightest guy i am not a well-read guy i went after a passion but you you can have that life like dude having a life like living as debt-free as you can being able to go to the movies whenever you want to mm-hmm. is about as free as it gets unless you get to that eyes wide shut level where you're going to the cloak and dagger <laughs> move you know like it's really it's as close to a fucking utopia as you can get to. Right. Yeah, so then I do all this geeky shit, like learn how to make pasta from scratch, learn how to cook, learn, you know, drums. I play hockey. It's a fu- My life is a fucking joke. Like, I just feel like if there is a higher power, they're looking down either laughing or just shaking their head like, what if <laughs> this kid isn't doing anything? I think, I think the ultimate goal of every adult is how do you get back to being a kid? You know, which is like, you yeah. know, playing drums and seeing movies. Dude, and and you know? don't listen. I remember when, when I when I was first, I was just going to get into radio. And I remember I went to the meat store, went to the butcher with my mom. And uh, she mentioned, you know, he's like, he's like, so what is your son doing? You know, but right. I'm doing that whole thing. And I was just was mentioning that, you know, I was majoring in communication. I wanted to get in radio. And the guy was like, you know, I don't know. I mean, he turned around. He's like, everybody uh-huh. wants to be the star, like walking away. <laughs> and I'm just looking at this guy. With his bloody apron, <laughs> talking to me like he had the keys to true happiness. Now, yeah. he might. He might have. I mean, that was owned by their brothers, and they worked side by side. They mm-hmm. saw each other, and they cut up pork chops all day. Sure. Maybe, they, that was their, maybe that was their dream. But, like, I don't think that he found his dream in life because he was shitting on mine. And I don't think right. a truly happy person does that. Or he could have been truly happy. And was so drunk with his happiness, he couldn't figure out why I didn't want to jump over the counter. I think he was just... And put on mm-hmm. a bloody apron and cut up veal with him. Yeah, I think he's probably just jealous, in other words. Like, if that works out for you, and if it doesn't work out, like... I, ah, took, ah, it, ah, I took it as a yeah. townie bar comment. Yeah. Hey, don't forget where you came from. <laughs> no matter what you accomplish, you know better than me. You're right here like that. Those And those, for more young people listening, or... You know, any person listening, like those are the people you need to cut out of your life. Yeah. Like the beginning of a cancer yeah. where you catch it in time. You got to catch it in time. Or those fucking people, I swear to God, if they're in your ear, they could literally like I have a, I have a philosophy that the, the, the next Jimi Hendrix, you know, hasn't come because maybe he's surrounded by the wrong people and is driving a forklift at Home Depot. It's probably true. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They're like, eh, don't be it's stupid. It's a yeah. dumb dream. Keep, keep Put your that mind silly on the thing down and get a real job. Listening to Bill Burr, it's, it's just amazing how he really crystallizes really deep and profound concepts uh, nestled in humor, in a joke, in an observation. This guy really, really more people need to stand up like, like he is standing up. Like I said, he's like a mainstream guy. He's an A-lister and he don't give a fuck. You know, he's standing up, you know, he's got a real pay. He's standing up and speaking his mind. Like I said, a lot of other people should do, 
you know, I'm not going to mention any names, but there's a lot of people out there in Hollywood and in the mainstream media and in big, big entertainers. And, you know, they really, they don't speak up at all. They just fall in line and do as they're told. And they, you know, how humor is getting these days with the political correctness, everybody, you know, they don't want to offend the snowflakes and the potato chips and the cream puffs out there. So they keep all of the humor really dry and stupid and simple. And it's to the point where you can't make fun of anybody anymore. As a matter of fact, the really good movies back in the day that came out, you don't see any more good movies. You know, they do Robin Hood and Spider-Man and Aquaman and, you know, you know, and then the heroes like some woman jumping over. And I have nothing against women, but I'm saying though they're just reversing roles to get everybody to be contending with one another, contending with one another. Obviously, you know the male figure, the female figure, the child. All of these archetypes have a place in existence, have a place in life, and they play the position, and they're all equally important. But what's really happening, and I keep repeating it, but it's the truth. What's happening is the powers that be, they just want to divide and conquer and to divide white against black, Asian against Hispanic, and just Jew against whoever. And it it's what it is, a divide and conquer technique. You have to open up your eyes and read between the lines. Okay, and Bilber is doing a lot of that here. You know, they want us to contend against one another, compete against one another. You know, the, you know there's 50,000 Mexicans crossing the border and in Paris, they're rioting because, you know, the gas tax. And these are all legitimate things. But what what it's also doing is it's taking, t- keeping us from uniting with one another so that we can see who the real enemy is, you know. And always we know who the real enemy is, is the one that you can't speak about. You know, the, the person that you can't speak on is the one that's the protected one, you know. So we have to really pay attention to this and understand that... They're try- like I said, I keep repeating it, but it's the truth. They're trying to divide us and conquer us all. So this is the point in time that we all need to unite everyone, black and white, Hispanic and Asian and whatever, whoever, whenever. We need to unite and really work together t- to a common goal to not allow this one world government to take over. And and I'm not being funny. I mean, if you listen to Bill... You know, he's basically saying the same thing. And if if you've listened to some of my prior podcasts, you know, we kind of mirror a lot of the same exact opinions. Pretty, like, really, really close, man. Except he does it with a lot of humor. I mean, Bill Burr's the man. So we need more people like him to stand up and speak truth. And just on a closing note, uh, while we go into the last segment, uh, I just want to, you know, project out and send out much love to our brothers and sisters out in Paris that are fighting the good fight for the working man. You know, it's, it's sad to see, you know, the violence and to see people getting tear gassed and, you know, what's being perpetrated over there. And it's getting to the point where the cops are actually, the police are starting to take off their helmets and really unite with the people. So this, this whole planet they have is beginning to break down and it's not going to be able to last much longer because it's based on on hate and fear and just negative energy and greed. And love is going to consume the planet where people are going to unite. And it's already beginning. So it's already too late for them because, like I said, once that hundredth monkey is enlightened, then the whole world will be illuminated. And this is exactly what's happening. So much love to our brothers and sisters out there in Paris. Uh, we support you, Gilets Jaunes. You keep it up. And uh, yeah, man, so let's get into this last segment. 
uh, let's get into it. It's just banking, how I just really feel it's legalized loan sharking. And I, I, I just think they're completely out of control and that the only way uh, I don't get this shit taxed out of me is if, if I'm 30 years in debt to you. You know, you're just going to I just don't there's no way to make I don't get how you make fucking money. How do you get past a certain point? Honestly, unless in this country, unless you have a hit song or you invent like that, that what's that little balance wrist bracelet thing that that guy he's trying to convince people that they don't know how to stand up. And you sell it for nineteen ninety five. You seen it's fucking. What is? No, I don't know what that is. These no. people just like they're standing there and they're acting like they can't stand up. And then they put this fucking bracelet on. They're like, oh my god, it's amazing. That that is amazing. Because I think they're out of ideas, out of ways to scam people. That they now they're just coming up with bullshit. Like you know, I have a cold, and someone wraps like a magic curtain around. Oh my god, I can breathe. This is amazing. The magic curtain, nineteen ninety five. And in closing, just to shed a little light on what uh, Bill Burr's talking about when he says they just create money out of thin air and these banksters are criminals and crooks. I'll just shed some light on it real quick. In 1913, um, they created what's called the Federal Reserve Bank. And it's not federal and they don't really have any reserves. It's a private banking institution that was given the authority to create our currency at interest. So every dollar that's, since 1913, every dollar that has been issued in the United States was issued by the Federal Reserve Bank, again, which is a private banking system, and it's issued at interest. So every dollar that's created by the Fed, our government has to pay interest on that. So I'll give you an example of really what that means in in the real world. Let's say you want to purchase a home, that's $300,000, right? You walk up to the window, and I'll, let me digress real quick. Fract- what fractional reserve lending dictates is that if a bank has a million dollars in reserves, they can lend out an additional $10 million predicated or based upon that million dollars that they already have in reserve. They can loan out 10 times more than they actually have. So in essence, they're just creating money out of thin air. And the only thing that's backing up that money is your obligation to pay it. You signing that document, that mortgage note, that loan note that that states your obligation to repay that money. That's the only thing. So they're basically creating it out of thin air and out of your hard work and your sweat equity. And you really working hard for that money where they just created out of thin air. And the crazy thing, I was thinking about it. Let's say you take out a $300,000 loan on a house and you default, you go bankrupt. They're going to ruin your credit. You're going to have to go into bankruptcy. You're, you're, you know, and they're still going to try to get that money out of you, even though that money never existed. And they're just making profit. They're making profit and creating money out of thin air. That's criminal. That's really criminal. We need to get to the point where the, our U.S. Treasury creates our own money. And there's a crazy concept latched onto this, being that every dollar that's created is created from debt. The debt can never be paid back because once that debt is eliminated, everything will crash because the only thing that supports this whole financial system is debt. It's like trying to fit 11 marbles in a container that's made to hold 10, marble, 10 marbles. Because how are you going to pay off the debt if it's only created? only created by debt you know what in other words how are you going to pay off that loan when the only money that you can get issued to pay it off is created from debt so it can't it can never happen and that's why inflation is so out of control right now 
and you know the I think the national debt is twenty or twenty one trillion, but the off the books non documented debt I think is a hundred non non fund unfunded liabilities which is Social Security and Medicare and Medicaid. And a lot of these pension funds and a lot of this military, I think it's a hundred trillion dollars. That money doesn't even doesn't even exist on this planet. So it's time for all of us to wake up and have a good understanding of really what's happening and what this fractional reserve system really means. It's just creating money out of thin air, which is supported by debt, which we're obligated to pay while the other while the bankers profit and they do no work. They just type money into existence and invoice us and send out the bill to us. So we're gonna close it out on this here. And, uh, and I, you know, I want to send my debt and gratitude out to Bill Burr. He's really, really the man. Funny, funny, funny dude. And hopefully you guys enjoy this. And I'm just going to close it out. Uh, namaste. Welcome to the Alpha Male Buddhist from Brooklyn podcast. I'm your host. Miguel. I like to cover topics from ancient history, great leaders and generals from the past, and I also like to talk about self-realization, truth, critical thinking, and strategic spirituality. Outside the box, nonconformist. I'm here to shatter the myths of the mainstream media and the beta sheeple narrative. Welcome to the Alpha Male Buddhist from Brooklyn podcast. My email address is alphamalebuddhist at gmail.com. My website is alphamalebuddhist.podbean.com. My Instagram is alphamalebuddhist. And my subreddit is reddit.com forward slash r forward slash alphamalebuddhist. That's my subreddit where you can uh, comment and interact with other listeners. And it's a great forum to sit and have an open dialogue. So, again, thank you for listening and namaste. Namaste.